yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Wrestling with the Homies. I'm the homie Quan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Jay Cooley. What's good, y'all? Yeah. And my boy, my boy Sylvan LeCute. Sylvan the Don. You know where I'm mad with it, man. What's up with y'all, man? What's up with y'all, man? How y'all feeling about that Big E interview, man? Ain't nothing to it. Y'all getting any? You know what I mean? You know, we we done leveled up a little bit. We done leveled up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Getting our getting our industry plan off. Getting that industry plan off. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. Shout out to Big E. And shout out for the, the wrestlers who tapped in. Ricochet, he on our page. He liking stuff. Um, who else? Mr. Kennedy. Hey. We got a follow from Mr. Mr. Ken Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Kennedy, bro. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mr. Kennedy. That was Yo, fun. Man. That was fun. Mr. Kennedy, man. We got to get Mr. Kennedy on this show. We got, we have to get Mr. Kennedy on this show. Bro, I have so many questions for Mr. Kennedy, dog. I just want to know like, what I happened so, with Bro, the, I have so many, dog. Right. I just want to know what happened with that storyline when he was supposed to be Vince McMahon's son. Like, what was up with that? Like, give us the real on that. Right. Nobody's ever asked him that. I want to know. <laughs> fellas, 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 fellas. Sure. I got a question for y'all, man. I got a question for y'all. Y'all watched Raw, right? Did yep. y'all watch Raw? Stellar Raw. Bro. Yeah. yeah. Stellar Raw. Stellar. Is going through the best wrestler in the world right now? Like he might be the best oh, wrestler. Oh God, in the world. here we go. No, he's not. I don't know. I'm giving it's, that to it's Kenny t- Omega. Let's Cooley, talk I was there with you. It. I was there with you with the Kenny Omega Cooley, thing. But all right, right Cooley. Oh, come on, crazy. Cooley. Come on, Cooley. What? Come on. That match? I mean He powerbombed Bronson Reed Bron- with ease. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And look, I've been tough on Gunther. I'm always like, oh, Gunther's not a star because I, I still stand by that. I don't think he's a superstar in the sense of like moving merch and all that. But like Gunther might be the best in the world right now. After seeing that match, I have no doubts in my mind. Gunther is the best in that ring because he ain't got to do flips. He ain't got to do all the fancy stuff. He's an old school wrestler. He just go in the ring and beat people's asses and it looks good. It's crazy. Gunther might be the best in the world. I'm sorry. Hey, man, I just want to say that Nobody talks about his weight transformation enough. Like, this, this guy was like over three hundred pounds, dog. It's crazy. Like, imagine if he had that weight. Like, would he would we be saying this? Like, I don't know. You just never. Yo, know. he did not look intimidating at all when he was chubby. <laughs> he looked like a big ass baby. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was. <clears throat> he was a little sloppy, man. But Gunther is the prime example of presenting yourself as you are. He is presented as one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. His entire gimmick is centered around that in a very larger-than-life capacity, and we're seeing it. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that assessment, Quan. I do think he is the best wrestler in the world right now. And it's so funny because I think the narrative out there is that I don't like Gunther or that I hate Gunther, and that's such the opposite. Like Gunther is incredible. He's not a star, though, but that's a whole different topic. We're not even going to get into that today because I've said it enough on this podcast and I don't want to get killed by the fans out there. So I'm going to just move uh, right along. Now, fellas, I've been seeing this conversation on the Internet forever, forever and ever. And I feel like we got to talk about it today because I feel like it could be a, a pretty interesting conversation to have. So I'm going to start with this. We all got friends who claim to be gamers, right? They claim to be gamers. They say they love video games. But when you ask them what they play, (laughs) 
they'll tell you that they play NBA 2K, a little bit of Madden, maybe some Call of Duty. And it's like, okay, you're a gamer, but you only play the three biggest AAA games in the world. Are you really a gamer or are you just a guy that plays 2K? A guy that plays some Madden? We all got friends who say they love anime. Oh, I love anime. I was raised watching anime. You ask them what their favorite anime is. Oh, I watch Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, maybe a little bit of Dragon Ball GT, even some Dragon Ball Super. And it's like, okay, you an anime fan, but all you watch is quite possibly the most popular anime of all time, Dragon Ball Z. Are you really an anime fan? Are, are you just a guy that likes Dragon Ball Z? So, fellas, that brings me to the question of the day, the question of the century, the question of the decade. If you claim to be a pro wrestling fan, but you only watch WWE exclusively, are you really a wrestling fan? Or are you just a WWE fan? Because let's be honest, it's a million different wrestling companies out there. We can go to Japan. We got New Japan. We got Dragon Gate, Pro Wrestling Noah. We can go to the Indies in the United States. We got CZW, MLW, House of Glory. There's a million different wrestling promotions. We can even go down to Mexico. We got CMLL, AAA. Like I said, it's a million wrestling promotions. So if you're only consuming WWE and you've never really tapped in with any of these other companies, are you really a wrestling fan or are you just a WWE fan? Because there is a slight difference. Now, for me, the short answer would be yes. So let's put that to bed right now. If you're watching WWE for hours and hours every single week, you're a wrestling fan. Because at the end of the day, it might be the, the safest answer it might be the biggest wrestling promotion in the world but it's still a wrestling promotion so if you're watching wrestling every week regardless of if it's wwe aw whatever it is you're a wrestling fan however and i might get some flack for saying this but however if you only exclusively watch wwe it does invalidate your opinion on pro wrestling just a little bit just a little bit I'm sorry, but it does. It does. <laughs> what appears. <laughs> it does. You're a wrestling fan with an asterisk. Let's put it like that. You're a wrestling fan with an asterisk. And I say that because Jeez. if you only ever consume WWE, then I don't want to hear your opinion on what wrestling should be. I don't want to hear your opinion on the indies. I don't want to hear your opinion on AEW. All I want to hear you talk about is WWE. Because if you're only consuming WWE, that's all you know. That's the only way you know. So stick to WWE. Don't talk anything about these other companies. And that goes vice versa. If you've only consumed everything outside of WWE, if you watch AEW Weekly, you watch all these independent promotions, you watch New Japan, but you don't watch WWE, don't talk about WWE. Keep WWE out your mouth because you're not consuming the product enough to make an educated assumption on what's going on over there. You're basing your opinion off highlights and hearsay. So I don't want to hear no opinions on WWE if you're not watching WWE. <laughs> now, lastly, before I pass the rock off to y'all to get y'all opinion on this, I just want to say <laughs> there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a preference. There's nothing wrong with saying, yo, I'm a strictly WWE guy or I'm strictly an AEW guy. So shout out to you if that's your thing. But like I said, if you want to live in that bubble, stay in that bubble. Don't talk about things that you don't watch. Don't talk about things that you don't consume. If you're a Laker fan and you only exclusively watch Laker games, that's fine. I'm with you. I want to hear your opinion on LeBron and AD. I want to hear your opinion on Darvin Ham. But don't start talking hoops with the real hoopers because we watch hoops. 
We watch college basketball. We watch the NBA. We watch all of it. We don't just exclusively watch one team. So, no, if you a Laker fan and you only watch Lakers games, stick over there in that Laker bubble. Don't come over here with the real hoopers because we don't want to hear your opinion. Now, fellas, how y'all feel about this situation? If you're only exclusively a WWE fan, <laughs> are you also a Laker? Are, are you also a Laker? Are you also a wrestling fan? Are you, are you just a WWE fan? Let me know. Talk to me. <laughs> Yo, Quan is sick, yo. You are sick. You are a sick man. <laughs> like, what? You are a what? sick man, dog. <laughs> hey, am I lying, though? It's wow. the truth. Somebody got to say it. Somebody had to say it. Somebody had to say it. I've never. Might I've as never well be no, me. I've never been the one that just watched one. I've never been the one that just watched one, you know, company. Because growing up, I had <clears throat> WCW and WWE, even though they was going at each other. And then around 02, 03. I had TNA and I dipped into that. So that's kind of hard to, you know, place on somebody, you know, being that they're just only a WWE fan. Uh, I think that they're still wrestling fans, obviously. Um, of course, of course. But to have an opinion on anything, it's, it gets a little tricky, you know? Uh, I don't know, man. I've always been the one that had multiple 31 flavors, like Baskin. You feel <laughs> me? I'm, I'm, like, I'm just one. like you, man. I'm just I'm like just, you. I'm just like you. And like I said, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with having a preference and exclusively nah. sticking to that. But if that's the case, don't criticize other products that you aren't watching because then you're not making an educated opinion on something. You're just basing it off highlights and what you read on Twitter. You're not forming your real opinion. You're just echoing other people's opinions. So I don't want to hear that. I don't. I'm sorry. Sylvan, how you feel about this, man? Talk to me. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I have a question. What if you yeah. used to watch a product oh. and you no longer watch that same product anymore and you haven't That's been fine. tapped in for That's... like a couple years? Can you still have an opinion on, on said Absolutely. product? Absolutely. As long as you're paying attention to what's going, over there, going on over there in the, in the landscape and you're familiar with it, then I don't have a problem with you having an opinion on it. Because, I mean, it's only so many hours in a week. Like, come on now. We... We don't watch everything. There's nobody out there that watches everything. And if there is, you need help, my brother, because you you spending way too much time watching wrestling. So if you watch everything, then go see a psychiatrist, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, it, there's no there's not enough hours in the week to watch everything. But I don't want to hear people. I, it's the criticism. Okay. It's the criticism. The criticism kills me. When you're not okay. watching something, but you're All criticizing right. it, it's like, what are we talking about? Okay, so what if I watch... Let's say I watch Impact, AEW, and and JPW, but I don't watch WWE, and I've never tapped in. Um, mm. and I, or maybe I've seen a few episodes, but I just don't like the product. Am I able to criticize WWE? So the thing is, you can criticize anything you want. I'm not going to be here to <laughs> tell you that you can. <laughs> the thing is, I'm not going to respect your criticism because you're not watching. Like, if you haven't watched WWE in years, don't tell me about WWE because you're not paying attention to what's going on in WWE. Oh, Leave that to snap. people like us who actually pay attention. Don't come criticizing something that you aren't Yo, watching. <laughs> That's like me. That's Yo, like me saying the new Martin Scorsese movie is trash, but I've never seen it. If I haven't seen it, how do I know it's trash? Because somebody else said it's trash. Like, no. If you're gonna form 
an opinion and be loud about that opinion. Make sure you know what you're talking about. That's all I'm saying. If you're not okay. watching, don't speak. Okay, on so you. all right. All right, so all right, boom, right? Martin Scorsese movie, right? I can clearly watch I clearly would have to watch a new Martin Scorsese movie in order to formulate a real opinion. So wrestling is different, right? Wrestling is basically live action soap opera. How much of a product do I have to watch in order to be able to be able to form a valid opinion? Like, what does that constitute as? Some of it, at least. Because there's people like, bro. But like, what's some? You know it. Is that like a... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm saying from your perspective, like, what is, what is that? Like, what does that look like from your perspective? Like how much is some just enough that you, it's hard to say what some is. I would just prefer you to watch the product. That's, okay. that's just it. Because let's be honest. There's a lot of people out there who criticize WWE to death. All they do is watch, uh, watch AEW. They watch new Japan. They watch anything that's not WWE, but they are the loudest with their opinions on what's going on in WWE. But they admittedly and proudly haven't watched WWE in like six years. So it's like, yeah, you might have watched back in the day. But why are you speaking on today's product if you haven't tuned in? Like, how are you making an educated assumption on what's going on over there when you're not watching it? So I have a few perspectives on this, right? So I'll break. All right. Anime, right? Anime. I have my animes that I love. Now, I've watched I've watched a solid off the top of my head, maybe 20 to 25 different animes in full, right? Like off the top of my head. Now, I, that's not including the animes that I've tapped into um, to just kind of see how I feel about them. And maybe I just didn't really like them or whatnot. But I can say I've watched 20 to 25 animes all the way through. So I can say from that perspective, yeah, I love anime. I love tapping into anime. Now, am I the most well-versed anime guy ever no not at all you know but i'm not a guy that only watches dragon ball z you know you may be a dragon ball z <laughs> fan or a dragon shout ball, z, dragon ball z, z by the way i love dragon ball but z. you're not an anime yeah shout out to dragon ball z top tier anime i don't care and it is oh, an yeah. anime it is an anime like yeah. for all of you anime fans out there who want to who want to like just dis- dispute that that's an anime it's it just is deal with it shouts to them but I wouldn't call you an anime fan if you're only watching Dragon Ball Z or if you only watch Dragon Ball Z and Hunter Hunter, right? Like you're just Dragon Ball Z and Hunter Hunter fans. You got to kind of have you kind of you need to be in the trenches a little bit more. Same thing for hip hop, right? I'm a fan of a lot of different hip hop acts, but if you're only a fan of Drake and Logic and Meek Mill, random assortment of people, if you're only a fan of those three artists, but then you're only, but then the majority of music that you listen to is maybe jazz, then yeah, I wouldn't call you a hip hop fan. I would say, oh, you're a fan of these artists. Just like I'm not an indie rock fan or an alternative rock fan, but I like, I really love Coldplay and I really love Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like I love those bands. I'm I'm not in the genre like that. I'm not moving in there, but I do love those two bands. Wrestling though is a little bit different because. It's not. There are a lot of different wrestling. I'm just saying it is because there are a lot of different companies, and but at the same time, like wrestling also in inherently has a lot of different matches and a lot of different wrestlers. I can watch WWE right now religiously, and I can know the entire roster front to back. I could watch NXT, SmackDown. I can have an a an assessment on what wrestling is, at least this style. 
just by watching one product. Now, I don't know the full scope of what professional wrestling looks like, you know, but if I'm watching one product religiously and I'm watching 15 to 16 different matches and I'm watching four to five different shows, I might be a wrestling fan just because of the dynamics of what I'm watching. Mm. I, that's just kind of how I feel. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm just looking at the metrics of it, right? Like same thing. If I only watch AEW or if I only watch AEW and WWE, right? Which is majority of me. Like I tap into the other, the other products as much, but I am a devout AEW WWE fan, but because I'm not tapped into everything else right now, currently, does that mean that, you know, I'm not a wrestling fan? I don't, I don't really, I don't, I can't answer that question just because I think the, the metrics of wrestling are just way different than anything else in my opinion, but so I could be wrong. Is, I don't know. So I'm just saying that's just how I feel. So the thing is we all agree. If you're watching any wrestling promotion religiously for hours a week, you are a wrestling fan. It don't matter if it's WWE or if it's IWA Mid-South right. or some random defunct <laughs> Southern wrestling company. If you're watching any wrestling every week, then you are a wrestling fan. So let's put that to bed right now. But, I think my problem really based, is based in the criticism on products that people don't watch. I look at it as, let's say, let's say I'm a, I, I'm a hip-hop fan, right? I love rap music. I've only heard maybe a couple of Lupe Fiasco singles, singles, but I've never really listened to his albums like that. I never really deep dive his <laughs> catalog. So now I'm like, yo, Lupe Fiasco trash. And I'm basing that on the two or three singles that I've heard. It's like, all right, you're obviously not well enough versed in this conversation to even get a statement like that off like at least tap in to something current and live in that a little bit before you give me a a crazy opinion like that like don't come over here and say that yo aw need to do this they need to change this aw's product is not good when you haven't watched the product in eight months because at that point you don't know what's going on how how can you make a statement like that when you're not watching the day-to-day product it just it don't make sense. Somebody tell me something, Cooley. Cooley, we haven't Uh-oh. heard from you on this topic, man. Uh oh. Let me know. Do I sound crazy? Do I, I sound insane? Say, get, get your rocks off, Cooley. Look, I was gonna say, Danny, I might have to uh, take back my uh, my criticism of Murphy Lee because I bought his album for what the hook gonna be, and I said his Come album on, was trash. Man. Come on, man. Come on. We ain't gotta bring up Murphy Lee like that. Wait a man. minute. Hold on, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold Come on. Hold on. Come on, man. That is such a stray dog. Fire. Come on, man. No, what no. the hook gonna be was fire though. Let's yeah, be yeah. But that that album that album was not album good was, though. That album was album terrible. Was it was though. donkey. I'm like, yeah. damn. So maybe I do need to, you know, digest the whole thing and then I can criticize. That's what she basically saying. But Absolutely. what if that just isn't your style, right? What if that isn't your style, right? It, like, what, it, what it is cannot that? Be your, but what does that it constitute? Can, it cannot be your style. And if it's not your style, that's fine. Like, look, that hardcore, super duper hardcore wrestling, it's not really for me. I used to love ECW back in the day. But these days, you're not going to watch me watching CZW or XPW where they're like stapling each other in the head and getting thrown through like tables with light bulbs on top of them and fire. Like, you're not going to watch me watching that because I mean, you're not going to catch me watching that because that's just that's not for me. I can't. I'm a grown ass man. I can't watch people literally kill themselves in that ring. So I don't speak on it. You're not going to see me speaking on what's going on in XPW or CZW or one of these hardcore promotions because that's just not for me. I don't tap in with that. I don't watch that. I'm not well enough versed to even speak on what's going on over there. I stay away in my WWE, AEW, New Japan bubble, and I talk about that. That's all I'm saying, man. Talk about what you but know. Kwan, you used, but you used to watch that, though. Like, but yeah, you used to watch absolutely. it. 
before in the past. And so you were well versed on that. So you could kind of have a perspective on why you don't watch it anymore or like why you're just not into it because at a certain point you used to really like be in it. Right. Like that's, that's, that's a, to me, that's the, that's the main difference. Right. If I'm not privy to like, it's like the Joe Budden and Drake thing that's been going on. Like Joe Budden talking Mm. about for all the dogs, Drake is coming. Sorry. Joe Budden is coming from the perspective of a super Drake fan who is saying, Hey, I'm criticizing you based off of what I'm hearing in the music and what you seem to be exhibiting to me as a super fan. And this isn't what I like. This isn't what I want. Um, Mm. He's qualified to speak from that perspective as a, as a Drake fan, as a super Drake fan, because he is very much invested in his music and has been since the beginning. Mm. Now, if he wasn't a Drake fan, if he just didn't like Drake music, then would he be qualified to be, to be able to speak on that? But see, here's like the if thing, I didn't though. like Drake's music, could I talk about for all the dogs and say, "Hey, this is a this isn't good because I'm not a Drake fan because I don't listen just because I don't listen to Drake." Would I have to digest more of Drake's music in order to have a better understanding of of what he's doing currently? I mean, so if you're gonna speak on for all the do- <laughs> what is this face? If you're gonna speak on for all the dogs, at least I don't know. Least, I don't have the answer. I'm, least, just, I'm just asking. I don't have the answer. At, at the very least, at least have heard the album before you speak on it. And let's be honest about the whole Joe Budden Drake situation. Like it's a little bit more spice than just Joe Budden not liking the album. They got some girls in common. It's a lot of other things yeah, that they know. little they beeping about. Yeah. So we know that opinion is based on a lot a more than just what their music sounds like. But he is a fan. He's a super he's absolutely a fan. But he's a super fan though. He's based a super on a fan. Bit more. But that goes back to like the wrestling the wrestling community. So a lot of people's opinion on like AEW or a lot of people's opinion on what current WWE is looking like is based on a lot more than just what's actually going on on those programs. A lot of people have a resentment towards WWE for how they've done their favorites over the years. They don't like how Vince McMahon used to handle business. Facts. So they're not going to give very honest reviews on what's going on over there for the simple fact that there is a little bit of resentment and a, a hatred towards that product. So it's the same thing with the Joe Budden and Drake thing. There's a, there's, there's a lot more there than just an honest opinion. There's some spice there as well. Let's just be honest about that. I feel you. I guess my I guess my real thing is just the metrics of being able to criticize, right? Like I with wrestling specifically, I feel like the metrics are just really muddied. Um like I I I've watched enough AEW. I watch AEW first and foremost. So I can have a formulative opinion on where AEW is and what they're doing and where they're going. Same thing for WWE. I can't really say that for Impact as a whole. I haven't been tapped into Impact in a very long time. Um, I'm not going to say that the company sucks or that they stink or what they're doing in the ring is gross. I'm just saying I'm not as tapped in regularly. So I can't really have a formulative opinion. But how much would I have to tap in? And is it, it like, I guess, how much would I have to tap in for a wrestling company to have a real metric? Right. Like, do I need a whole season of like, is it up until like a major pay-per-view? Is it like over a course of year, six months? Because like I can measure how I would judge a new hip hop album. I just need to listen to it. I can measure how I would judge a new movie. I just need to watch it. Watch I can it. measure how I can judge, you know, a, a video game. Right. I just need to play it. But with wrestling, it's sticky. It's kind of like I don't 
I don't really know the metrics of how much I need to be tapped in before I can have a formulative opinion on what the product is doing. I don't that's think it's me. the question. I, I don't, that's the, and I, I think if we can, def, um, I think if we could define that, then I can kind of have a better answer. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just it's think you have to me. watch. Wrestling is weird. Any it's amount, unlike anything in the world. Any amount. Anything that's more than just a highlight <laughs> what in if it can be a other week? people's what tweets. A week? Just, a week is week. enough. Anything. Just just have watched it. Like you said, you, to, to judge a movie, you kind of you have to watch that movie. You can't just watch a commercial and then judge the movie. To judge an album, you kind of have to listen to that okay, album. But you to, can't just hear a couple songs but and to then count, judge that but to, album. So wrestling, at least watch a show. But to, it counter, might not, it might not but to be, counter that, though. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. But to counter that though, it may it made what if we what if I tap in AEW or if I tap into Raw or tap into whatever I'm tapping into and it's just not a great night or it's not a that's great fine. show. That's fine. Or it's I, not a great week. It's just a terrible week. That's fine. You can speak on that. But at least you've you watched it to judge that. Cause let's be honest, like I said, in the wrestling community, we know a lot of people are talking bad about things that they're not paying attention to. They're saying wrestlers suck who they have never seen wrestle. They're saying shows suck that they haven't watched in 10 years. How would they know outside of Twitter clips and highlights? Like, how would they know? At least just pay attention. Just pay attention to the, to the landscape. This is all but, Elon Musk fault. <laughs> cool, dumb dog. <laughs> because of these blue checks and subscriptions, people make outrageous statements to in, for engagement. Like, it is what it is, and you get paid. Elon Musk, but y'all. but to go back, but to go back to your point, Quan, right? If I tap in and I and I'm not a devout Lupe fan, first off, I am a devout Lupe fan. But if I'm not a devout Lupe fan and I listen to three Lupe songs and they're not the best three Lupe songs, my, you know what? Matter of fact, we go back to the chat. You know, in our chat, we were talking about Tazo Touchdown. We had a whole discussion Ooh. about it, right? And there was a certain person in that chat that we're not going to name who basically was saying like. Oh, his music is it great. The music that that he was starting with, you know, it sucked. And he named like three records that weren't necessarily the best songs to judge his actual artistic integrity off of. I came in and I said, yo, here's a record that's actually really good. You can't judge his whole perspective. I mean, his whole artistic journey off of these three songs that probably aren't his best songs. I could say the same thing for a Raw or a SmackDown that just wasn't good. If I tune into AEW for a week, I watch Collision, AEW Dynamite, and Rampage, and it was just a bad week. Does that mean that AEW sucks? Or I can formulate, or is that enough for me to formulate an opinion? Like, I don't think so. I think I would have to really tap in. I think I would have to tap in at least for a month. Yeah. To make a fair I assessment. You. I hear you. For I hear you. In, a, in a wrestling company. You know, because wrestling is weird, man. Wrestling is really weird. That's just all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I agree with that. I need an extra couple months. We're not gonna act like we ain't gonna act like. Yeah, because we, we're not gonna act like there there hasn't been like countless weeks where Raw has been stinky, you know. Bruh. So imagine somebody just now tapping in. It's like, yo, this is stinky. What's going on, so, bro? I try uh, to show somebody. I try to show somebody Dragon Ball Z once, and they were not a Dragon Ball Z fan, and I picked the wrong episode, and they were looking at me like, <laughs> bro, what? I think like Was, I think I think. Uh, I don't. I think it was like Trunks about. I think it was either Trunks of like just landing and about to fight Frieza, and it was a filler episode. And he was just looking at me like, "Bruh, what uh, is this?" And I was just like, "Dang, nah, you don't get it. You don't understand how important this is to the story arc." But I realized I blew it. I blew it in the moment. So I'm like, 
he, he would need to I don't know where he would need to start, but he would need to start somewhere for him to get the full scope to make a full assessment. So, yo, as Same long as it's not the episode when Goku Wars, gets man. his uh, driver's license, Earth. that was a terrible episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that episode, bro. Awesome. Why? I'm sick, Why? man. I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> he can fly. Coolie, coolie, yo, they happy. Yo, so Cooley mentioned um, Elon oh Musk God, ruining the wrestling because you know he um, er- he giving out everybody blue checks. He's giving blue checks to everybody, and everybody thinks that they're an expert now and giving out these opinions. But you know, speaking of subscribers and engagement, we need y'all to subscribe and engage with us. So make sure you are subscribed to our channel and turn them notifications on. And also, I want to hear from y'all on this topic, man, because this is a very interesting conversation that we're having. Let me know down below if you think that you know you you. You can form opinions on a product that you're barely watching. Or do you think that no? Because that's where I'm at with it. I think that you gotta watch something to to judge it. If you if you don't watch, if you're just watching highlights and tweets and you echoing what they're saying, I'll hear your opinion and I'll accept it. But that don't mean that I'll respect that opinion. So let me know down below how y'all feel about this situation that we in, baby. I'm not mad at that, Quan. I think that was a great conversation, man. Hmm. Alright. I got something I want to talk to y'all about, man, per usual. Um, I want to talk about AEW. I want to talk about MJF. I want to talk about MJF's title reign. And I want to first and foremost say that I don't hate AEW, guys. And not to y'all. Y'all my brothers. I know y'all know my heart. But to the fans, you know, the, we got a little community that's bubbling. You know, I know I had some disparaging things to say about AEW stands, you know, but and I don't take that back. But I don't I don't I just want to clear the air. I watch AEW and I like the product. Let's just like in case there is some type of misunderstanding between that. I, I just want to let you all know that I like the product. So let's just get that out of the way. Right. I want to talk about. I want to talk about AEW and where they're at right now as a company. It's not looking good. They're kind of on this downswing, and we've been talking about it for the past few episodes. And I know I kid around with the five, the five years of <laughs> of doom for Tony Khan. And I mean, look, you know, it's it's all it's all fun jokes, <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, we are experiencing a downturn of AEW, and this kind of made me start thinking about what could AEW do. In order to pivot, in our last episode, I was talking to y'all about AEW needing a revamp or needing a new identity, but it starts with putting butts in seats, right? And then that, st- that, that started me really thinking about MJF because when I think about who's putting the butts in the seats, I'm looking at the lead of the company, who's carrying the company, and I'm looking at MJF. MJF has the AEW title, and I started inspecting a little bit more, saying, All right, how's this guy been doing? Now, MJF's been doing great. This guy has been doing fantastic. Let's just let's just give a round of applause. I think he's had a really incredible AEW title reign. And in, in a lot of ways, probably probably the best that I've seen. Maybe like right behind Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega's run was incredible. I, I think the, mm-hmm. the best so far that we've seen. But yeah. I, I can't help but feel bad for MJF, man, because he's 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 carrying the company at the downturn of its existence so far. It's the worst time for AEW, and MJF seems to be the face of the company. And once again, 
MJF's timing in AEW seems to be absolutely terrible. I mean, I can't, I can't, this guy's timing, it's, I don't know who's, I don't know if there's a dark cloud around this guy, but he shines bright like a diamond. And for some reason, all of his pivotal moments in this company are overshadowed by either politics, scandals, CM Punk, or just hoopla from propaganda of tribalism, right? Now, I want to bring this back to a personal story of mine before I move any further, right? And make a further point. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make my further. I'm going to make my point definitive. And then I'm going to bring it back to a personal story with y'all. I think MJF has done a fantastic job at AEW as their champion leading the company. But it's time for him to let go of the title. It's not what's best for business for AEW. MJF as AEW champion is not what's best right now for AEW, and it's not MJF's fault. Let me break mm-hmm. this down a little bit. My brothers, growing up, I like fashion. It's not the same as it is now. You know, my man Quan styles me when he can, you know, when I have the bread and the, the dough. He styles me because I really don't care too much about it anymore. But once upon a time, I really cared about having name brand clothes. My life was like Kanye West. My dad used to come through and give me new clothes. What did Kanye West say? And I don't know what he did for though, but he'll send me out with a new wardrobe. Hey, that's just how it was. I didn't know what my dad did, but every year, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, I had new name brand clothes until seventh grade. I remember it vividly. Seventh grade came and I was, I was out on my butt. Was out of my butt. I didn't have any new name brand clothes. And at the time, there was a particular style happening that I wanted parts of the throwback jerseys. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember when oh, throwback yeah. jerseys were all the wave? Now, in my school, only a couple people had throwback jerseys and they were treated like the godfathers of, of just attention, period. They they came in with their throwbacks. They had like a, a they had like a few of them, and everybody would be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you got a throwback jersey!" You know how crazy this is. I wanted that throwback jersey. My dad was broke. My mom couldn't get it cracking. It was what it was. So I started saving money, flipping snacks around my school to save up enough money to make sure I could get that throwback jersey. Summer came, I got a part time job, and I finally got me the Larry Bird vintage. Celtics Boston throwback jersey spent five to six hundred dollars on his jersey dog which is preposterous when I think about it now but fabulous was rocking them Dipset was rocking them Hove was rocking them and I knew I was gonna be submitted when I came to school the next day then on that following year in eighth grade eighth grade comes the first day of school I rock that jersey I even had the wristbands and the headband. I look like a gap tooth Paul Pierce, man. I pulled up with that jersey, bro, expecting love, expecting adoration. And it was like, oh, word, what's up? It's good to see you, bro. Oh, you got the throwback. Oh, that's cool. That's fine. I'm like, bro, you don't see what I'm rocking? You don't see the authentic tag? Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. That's what's up. And then a few more days go past and I rock it again. You know, crickets. And I realized that people were starting to move on to other fashions. Ed Hardy was popping, the skinny jeans, true religion. It was, it was a bunch of stuff I wasn't really into. 
Now, now the 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 throwback was still esteemed. You know, if you th- you rock the throwback, it was what it was. But it just wasn't it wasn't as powerful as it used to be. You know, it was just a staple. It's something we got used to. That's how I feel about MJF, guys. MJF is me. And the AEW championship is the throwback jersey. It's just the wrong time. It's the wrong time for MJF to be champion. MJF is feuding with the Bullet Club. I'm not mad at this. I see the story optics. I think it's great. There's a lot of history behind it. You see Adam Cole out on injury. That's his best friend. We already know the relationship with the Bullet Club. You see Jay White. I like it. I love it. Not to mention, also, MJF seems to be feuding with like seven different other prospects from last week's AEW Dynamite. We're seeing Kenny Omega teasing the old Kenny coming back. We see Wardlow with an MJF on his wrist. Okay, this is kind of cool. I like it. But what is this realistically doing for AEW as a whole? I'm thinking about ticket sales. I'm thinking about excitement. I'm thinking about a refreshed perspective on what's going to make this company interesting again. Because right now they're on the down swivel. MJF is like Shawn Michaels in the golden era. Shawn Michaels had an incredible reign in the early in the early to mid 90s. Now, he worked hard for that reign. And when he finally got the belt, it felt like all the blame was on him because ticket sales were down. Shows weren't going good. And WCW was beating him up, beating him up. There was nothing that he could do about it. And he he weighed a lot of that on him. I feel like MJF is in that same space, man. And unfortunately, as good as he's doing, it's not really equaling what AEW needs, which is a fresh perspective and a fresh outlook. Now, I'm not one to come here with complaints without a potential solution. That's just how I am. I live in the future. My girl always tells me, yo, you're really sloppy because you're always thinking about the bigger picture when really you need to be focusing on the present. But that's not me. I can only see the present so I can do something about what's next. I'm a what's next guy. What's next and what should happen, and I know y'all going to look at me like I'm crazy because we've already talked about this. Orange Cassidy needs to be the face of the company. I said it. I know. I get it. I understand how everyone feels, and I see where y'all are looking at. But once again, I hold the burden of being the visionary that I am. I am Sylvan Rollins. I hold the vision, bro. Orange Cassidy needs to lead this company into the promised land. We have been on a down swivel with AEW since... Tony Khan fired CM Punk. Now, we all know CM Punk was the one who was coding this company. And I want to take some time to apologize because I didn't know how impactful (laughs) CM Punk's drawing power was until he left. Because, my God, wow, just, oh, my God, the ticket sales are down. The ratings are down. I just, I would have never thought. But he's gone now. And when I look at who's selling the most merch, we have the AEW standard T-shirt. We have the uh, we had the Adam Cole and MJF merch. Unfortunately, that's kind of null and void. And we have Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was number two. Yeah, it was AEW. It was CM Punk AEW. Orange Cassidy was number three. Now he's number two. 
Orange Cassidy has been selling great merch for the past three to four years. He's been in the top five for the past three to four years. He's easily the most recognizable character on AEW. Kids show up to AEW dressed like this kid. But the problem is that AEW treats this guy like a novelty act. Oh, yeah, he does the little thing with his hands in his pockets back when he was doing that. Oh, he does the friendship hug when he does his little spot. Oh, everybody loves it. It's cool. But he's not a serious contender when really he is the contender. He's new. He's fresh. In fact, I had people, I had black homies hitting me up like, bro, who's this dude? He's cool. I think I want to tap in. And it was a clip of Orange Cassidy looking like <laughs> looking like the <laughs> coolest dude on earth wrestling with his hands in his pocket. That showed me that he could tap into demographics that weren't the IWC. And he's also showing us that he could be taken seriously as a serious contender with this Atlantic championship reign that he's been on, recently winning it back. But AEW needs to pull the trigger on Orange Cassidy. Try something fresh. Try something new. He's already your number one contender for merch. He's your best-selling merch person. He's easily recognizable. He's entertaining. Mike's skills aren't all the way there, but we can figure that out. We can figure that out. And I think it's a fresh perspective for the company to start putting some butts in seats. Now, (laughs) that's just me. That's just me in a perfect world. I understand where we are. I know Orange Cassidy is on this side of wrestling in AEW. And I know MJF is on this side of wrestling. But when we look at the numbers, we look at the stats, what is MJF's reign really doing for AEW right now, bro? Like, can what can we really answer that question? <laughs> cool. That is I'm my TED talk. I'm gonna let you Thank take you this very question, much. Please. Look at look at this is this is no this is no slander towards Orange Cassidy. I love Orange Cassidy. But yo, Sylvan has an obsession with old wrestlers being the face of companies. <laughs> Thank <now>. you. <laughs> Thank you. Like <laughs> he was he was he was champion LA Knight like months ago. <laughs> He's already in his forties. We have MJF, man. He's twenty six years old. Twenty six, twenty seven. What's he doing for the company, Cooley? What's he doing for the company? Answer the question. Star. He's a future star, man. You see those numbers, Cooley. You see those numbers, (laughs) Cooley. You see those numbers. (laughs) What is up with these old wrestlers? Did you? Were you? Were you? Cooley? Were you? Cooley? Were you? Were you really into MJF's title reign until he started getting with Adam Cole and doing his bits with him? Just answer the question. Why are, call- Why are you calling me out right now? I'm just asking a question. <laughs> I'm only asking a question. I'm not calling you out. I'm just asking a question. I don't want to antagonize my black brothers here. Listen, I just want to. I just want to get to the bottom of this. I, I, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep it a being stock, y'all. I love MJF and the Adam Cole storyline, man. It, it reeled me in Absolutely. like a fish. It reeled me in. They threw. They threw the belt. They threw the debate into the ocean, and I I swam to it, you know. But and we, he's and we young, needed that. We needed that, young. didn't we, Cooley? But we needed that. We needed him and Adam Cole to we come really together, did, didn't we? Man. We really now, did. I, because what was happening before then, Cooley? Nothing. Was just, you know, <laughs> nothing. Nothing was happening. But you can't even tell me, Cooley. I love Orange Cassidy. Me. Don't don't get me wrong. I love Orange Cassidy. He's dope. He has the look. He looks like Ryan Gosling uh, from you know. What's that one movie? From Drive, yeah. Behind the Wallflower or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> drive, yeah, Drive low-key, yeah. He also looks like Dexter's dad from Dexter's Laboratory, but he's dope, man. <laughs> he's really dope. I, I like Orange, but um, 
Nah, man. Nah. Nah, man. Nah. Yo, you said nah, Orange nah. Cassidy looks no, like bro. Dexter's dad. No, bro. <laughs> bro he does. <laughs> he did. No, bro. Saturday. It's Saturday. Nah, he okay, really so listen, man. Listen, man. Listen, man. <laughs> Sylvan. Sylvan, I understand that Talk you to have me, an affinity for very old wrestlers. And I get it. I like Orange Cassidy oh, a lot. And God. he does sell a lot of merch. And people do dress up as him for Halloween. But, bro, come on now. AEW needs to continue to invest in its future. And MJF is having a really good title reign. For one, MJF was just involved in the hottest storyline since the bloodline. Now, obviously, Adam Cole broke his ankle or his foot. Whatever he broke, he he got injured. It's not on MJF. So, Shout out to Adam Cole. Hope he gets better. Hope he can return and they can continue that feud. But that's not an indictment towards Same. MJF. He it, MJF didn't control the fact that the guy he was feuding with got injured. So we had to pivot towards this Bullet Club feud, which was probably made on the fly by Tony Khan. And this feud is dope. I'm loving what I'm do- seeing from Bullet Club it Gold. I'm, I'm loving Jay White carrying the life-size poster of, of himself to the ring and carrying MJF <laughs> dope like it's his. I'm loving it. So... I feel like MJF's reign is super ill. We all know they're gearing up Wardlow to win that title from MJF. And to be honest, Wardlow is young as well. And Wardlow deserves it. Because let's be honest, we remember when MJF put Wardlow over. And what overshadowed that? The fact that MJF had a contract dispute with AEW. He almost left the pay-per-view early. And then the next night, he went out there in LA and shot on Tony Khan, called him a mark. And then we didn't see MJF for nine months. That completely overshadowed him putting Wardlow over. So at this point, it's like MJF kind of owes Wardlow that favor of putting him over and putting that title on him. And Wardlow is young. This is somebody we can invest in. I love Orange Cassidy to death. Don't get me wrong. Orange Cassidy is fire. But he's old. He's aging out. There's no reason to invest all this in Orange Cassidy when Orange Cassidy's already a star. He's selling merch. He's over. So continue to ride that out for what it is and keep investing in these young guys. So Tony Khan, shout out to you. Keep the title on MJF. Do not listen to this man, Sylvan, and put Orange Cassidy anywhere near that title. Anywhere near that title, please. Hell no. No. I just want to say, Quan, I, I do agree with the fact that MJF and Warlow are young talent, and I do love the fact that AEW is taking the time to invest into the future of their company. Let's just let's just call it let's just call it what it is, right? Mm. I like that. I understand that di- I understand that this is part of the five years of doom and gloom that Tony Khan's gonna have to go through. It's gonna be very uncomfortable. I fully right. do. But let's just keep it a stack, man. We know MJF is out of here next year. We know it. We I don't all know, if know, we know it. that. We know, know it. I don't know if we know that. Nah, we know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. I got a feeling that MJF re with because I truly believe it. I think he might have re up. That's why they wouldn't be pushing him this hard if he hadn't. And I, I wouldn't be, bro. The reason that they're pushing him this hard is because they don't have a choice. Like let we gotta just keep it a stack. AEW doesn't have a lot of options right now. Like MJF is the young, the youngest. He is one of the hippest. And he is one of the coolest acts in AEW. You would be a fool to not put this man as the top of your company. I'm not mad at it. But it is a lifeline. It's a lifeline that they need because they don't have any really any other options. 
and I'm speaking from the perspective of what Tony Khan is seeing. I know he sees that this is just what it is. And I know he's going to put the title on Wardlow, even though that's the wrong thing to do, because Wardlow is not really a draw. I mean, I like Wardlow, but Wardlow, like, it's like, bro, like, come on. We know what time it is. This is just this is for the sake of the story once again. And it's no different than Hangman Adam Page getting the title. And I was totally against it. And it was and it proved to be one of the most boring title reigns in AEW history, if not the most boring title reign in history, which is why he lost it so soon to CM Punk. But the reality is, is that you're going to need, you're going to need to do something drastic. Like this isn't, this is good. This is good work that you're doing, but you need to put some butts in seats unless you want to, and I'm speaking to you, Tony Khan, unless you want to scale back these terrible arenas that are selling 2000 tickets okay. and, you know, continue doing 600, 700,000 on, uh, on dynamite. Like I, I, I see the vision, bro, you know, but and as far as I'm Orange concerned, Cassidy MJF is, is gone next year. Orange Cassidy is not going to put butts in the seat though. At the end of the day, look, man, at some point we just got to be Granted, honest about this. Might not. AEW is the draw. The wrestlers in AEW, Orange Cassidy, MJF, whoever, they're not the draw. People are watching AEW for those three letters, AEW. And right now, AEW's business ain't that hot. And it's not an indictment towards MJF. It's not an indictment towards anybody over there. AEW's not that hot because WWE is hot. We see eight. We see WWE putting 15,000 people in arenas for random Raws and SmackDown. WWE got the hot product right now. And because Jeez. of that, people aren't showing up for AEW like that. That's just what it is. A lot of AEW's success is contingent on WWE not being hot. And right now, because WWE is popping, it's slow for AEW. That's honestly just what it is. And Orange Cassidy, MJF, That's Edge, nobody is going to change that. As long as WWE is doing their thing. AEW going to be in these this 900k range. That's just going to be what it is. I I agree with you, Quan. I'm not disputing that at all. I I'm right there with you. I just think that we I I see I see what Orange Cassidy is. And I also see what people are saying. I get that there's people just like you, Quan, that are probably in that company like, oh, he's 40. You know, we don't really need to put this. But it's like, bro, look at the numbers. Look at the stats and look at the talent that you're investing in and look at the numbers that that's wielding. The number, the 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 proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the facts. Your top merch seller, despite where you put him at and despite how you book him, shows up consistently in the number one or the number two every week. Now, imagine if you actually put something behind him and actually made him a big deal. You might be able to do something a little bit bigger. I'm you just know? saying you got to like I'm just saying I'm look I'm trying to look at AEW from a business standpoint and looking at the metrics of what's going on versus what's not going on. And I understand AEW's in this weird space of basing their company around being hotter or better than WWE and that is no longer the case. I mean, we spoke about that, right? But this is me trying to have a conversation <laughs> with an imaginary Tony Khan about hypotheticals that could possibly right. steer your company in a certain space. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Orange Cassidy is going to put butts in seats, right? I'm just saying that when I look at the stats and I look at what's going on and I look at what's happening currently with the people that you're trusting, I mean, you might as well just try some stuff out. If there's any time to try anything out now, it's right now because, yeah. Mm. That's all I'm well, saying. I mean, I mean, I hear you. 
Shout I mean, Jinder Mahal got a push. Why can't we? Why can't we try out a a, a two month like a two month raid with Jinder Orange Mahal, Cassidy? Is look if Jinder Mahal could get oh the God. modern Maharaja get a six month title reign, bro? Like, why can't we get an Orange Cassidy? <laughs> and the guys, and Orange Cassidy's the top merch seller, bro. Why can't we get a two three month reign just to see how it goes? I don't so know. Before, just, before we get out of this topic, maybe I'm my head's in the clouds. So before we get out of this topic, I just want to say, for one, we know why Jinder Mahal got that push. He got that push because WWE was going <laughs> over to India, and they needed they needed Jinder Mahal to be at the top of the card. And let's just be honest. Oh my God! AEW bro. has treated Orange Cassidy like a big deal. Oh. I don't know if y'all fellas are privy to this, but a lot of people online complain about the way Orange Cassidy is booked. A lot of people feel like Orange Cassidy. Is booked like yeah. Superman in AEW. This man was the longest reigning Atlantic champion in history. He was out there beating everybody clean. Guys like Swerve Strickland, guys like Darby, he was out there beating them clean, and people were kind of upset about it. So let's not pretend like AEW is just jobbing Orange Cassidy out. They treat him like a big deal. He might not be AEW world champion, but they not just they ain't, they ain't got the boy on the mm. sideline just waiting to be like, in. Like he he out there. He's not the biggest deal, though. Pause. No, that's all I'm saying. Not he's, he's not treated Don't. as the biggest. I mean, pause. Yeah, <laughs> pause. Pause. You're right. Uh, hey, yo. Yeah. That sounded I mean, crazy. You know, that sounded crazy. You're not but, wrong, man. Yo, let me know. Let me know. Let me know how y'all feel out there in the comments, man. Do y'all think that Orange Cassidy deserves this AEW title run? Is that what y'all want to see out there? Because if it is what y'all want to see, look, I, I will shut my mouth. If people want to see Orange Cassidy as AEW World Champion, I will shut up and fall in line. But until then, I'm good on that. I want to see MJF continue this reign and then put Wardlow over. Now, fellas, they're not gonna want to see gears. that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Yeah, they're not, they're let's talk sure. about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Let's talk about VKM, mm. Mr. McMahon. The Virgo. Fellas, Vince McMahon got finessed. Vince McMahon has been fleeced. Uh -oh. He's been bamboozled because Ari Emanuel has given Triple H 100% creative control. Ari Emanuel says that People who are in position to do their job should be only solely doing their job, which means Vince McMahon no longer has any creative input. None. Zero. Nada. He has about as much creative input as we do. Vince McMahon is out of the paint. Is this the right decision to make? Because I think it is. I've, I've been critical of Triple H. I have been. I feel like he's dropping the ball with a, a couple people that are of a certain color. I'll put that out there right now. And I do think that... Triple H is, you know, dropping the ball on certain big men. I'll put that out there. But at the end of the day, the product has been incredible with Triple H under creative control. We saw the last couple weeks of Raw. We, we Bro, Bronson Reed and Gunther had a five-star match. That was a banger. Just the other week, we yeah, saw Kofi incredible. Kingston have a banger with Ivar of the Viking Raiders. They're clearly mm -hmm. pushing all these people up to, to the top of the card. We saw DIY reform, and they, they, they kind of came out the crickets, but at the end of the day, they're two talented wrestlers on TV. This is, this is proof that Triple H is in full creative control, and I'm not mad at it. I like it. I think, it's, I think it's the right decision. Keep Vince McMahon wherever he's at, far, far away from the product that I love. Keep Vince McMahon away. Fellas, talk to me. Is this the right decision? Let me just start off by saying that Triple H really backdoor Vince McMahon because he knew the whole time. 
facts. That's, That's a done fact. Coolie's cool, sick. Hey, man, I'm <clears> sorry. <throat> I'm sorry. This makes sick, hey. man. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Triple knew. He knew. He got. Oh, I'm going to just say I think it's the right move. Um, Come on, man. Vince been created for how long? 30 plus. It's time for something more life. refreshing, something new. Uh, hopefully the Cowboys could do that with Jerry, you know, Jerry Jones, you know, move on to something new. And I almost dropped my microphone. I got so excited that that you said that. (laughs) (laughs) Cowboys is tripping, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, I love the, uh, the direction Triple H is going. Um, he put in these new faces on television. Um, I'm, I'm for it. Vince got to take a backseat, man. It's about time. Like, bro, hang it up. He's like 90 years old, dog. Hang it up, brother. Mm-hmm. He's only 70. Really? He's he only 70. 90. I think Vince McMahon's only yeah. like 70 years old. Yo, oh, these wow. old white men are he aging that crazy. Like he was 90. Because Vince McMahon is only 70? Vince McMahon wow. got to be like 190. I'm about to like, check right now. That's crazy. And Hulk Hogan? The Hulk Hogan? I could like, be bro, wrong. I thought I he was wrong. 90, bro. That's crazy. Nah, he's 72. Vince... Yeah, Vince, Vince McMahon is only 70. What? What? Oh, no, wait. Vince McMahon is 78. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's 78. So he's a little He's a little old. Um, time for him to take a backseat. I mean, look, I, I'm very happy that Triple H has full control over Raw. I will say that I am going to miss Vince just a little bit with some of his decision-making. I think some of his decision-making playing devil's advocate has a larger or a bigger picture understanding of what's best for business outside of what we want. That's just how I feel. I think we're not going to get a lot of larger than life matches like we used to. Um, You know, like we're not going to get like an Omos versus a Brock Lesnar, right? Like that's just where I don't even think we're going to have a lot of big men that are going to be emphasized. I also think a lot of the, uh larger than life characters are not going to be a priority anymore um i mean i mean larger than life i want to i want to let me scale that back i think um unrealistic unrealistic characters are not going to be as much of a priority into into um wwe in my opinion i I mean look we gotta look at hunter for what he is hunter is an indie darling bro he has diy back into the fold he has Gargano back on TV. We are doing competitive matches with <laughs> with Bronson Reed and um, Gunther. And this is great. I'm not mad at this, but I do think there's going to be a lot of demystifying. Um, and it's going to be a lot more reality-based. And I, I, I just think that when – I think there does need to be a little bit of balancing between Hunter's knack for indie – raw in your face wrestling with the magic and mysticism um that Vince is very much like keen in on right like that's fair Vince is Vince is unrealistic right he and that's that was our biggest issue right he's so unrealistic he it's it just kind of feels like we're just watching cartoon land sometimes but i mean look if i remember there was a rumor right and i can't confirm this but there was a rumor back in the day where Vince was where it was said to say that Vince told Hunter it would be in the best interest to keep the belt on Roman for the foreseeable future. Now, we were all up in arms, right? (laughs) If that is true, (laughs) if that is true, wow, what foresight? 
because man, I'm enjoying this bloodline storyline even more seeing what's happening. Especially with the Jimmy stuff and with the Chase stuff. So I, I don't know. I think they're I don't think Vince should be in control, but I would like to see Vince still have a little bit of influence in how uh things are because I don't want I don't want Raw to become so I mean not Raw, I don't want WWE to lose like a lot of its mysticism. But that's just that's just me. Overall, I think this is a great option. Vince does not need to be leading creative. It's a hunter world. Let's get it cracking. So I I do think that we are prematurely writing off a lot of what Triple H can do because we we all assume that Triple H ain't into the larger than life characters or like the unrealistic gimmicks. But then I watch SmackDown and I see a team like Pretty Deadly being pushed to the top of the tag team ranks. And it's like this is a very cartoonish Vince McMahon style gimmick that Triple H is quite clearly behind. So I don't want to write them off. And then also we're talking about big men. Triple H might not push big man because, yeah, he, he he has fumbled Omos very clearly. But, I mean, look at Gunther. Oh, man. Gunther's a big man. Gunther's like, what, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, and he out there looking like the greatest of all time right now. So it's like I don't want to just say Triple H ain't going to push I the mean, bigs like, either. Gunther is the greatest of all time. Yo, honestly, man. I, I hate that I'm saying this because I've, I mean, I've, I mean, I've said some very disparaging things about Gunther. But, yo, he's out there killing. Y'all said Gunther is the greatest of all time. Uh, He's kind of the goat right now, man. I mean, he's okay, a he's so. an alien, bro. Like you can't even put him with big men. Like the way he wrestles is just like this guy can wrestle with anybody. Like it's not like we're dealing with a Omas or a um what's the other big guy's name that I don't remember anymore. Right Braun now? Strowman. Braun Strowman. You know where like yeah, Braun Strowman. Where it's like you know, look, Braun is great for a big man, but you know he's not having he's not having Gunther matches. Like Gunther's an alien. Like greatest right, but, of all time is what y'all saying. Like, like no, I'm not. I'm not gonna wrestlers. Say, I'm not. I'm. I'm definitely talking in hyperbole or whatever that word is. Like, I, Gunther's not the greatest of all time. Let's just get that clear. But oh, I just gotta give oh, it up to oh, Gunther okay. for how he's moving right now sure. because he's out there wrestling incredible like, yeah. matches. Yeah, like that sure, match with sure. Bronson yeah. Reed was crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I will say, yeah. if Vince McMahon was in charge, he probably would have done this a little bit better because I do feel like. A match is as incredible as Bronson Reed and Gunther shouldn't be on free TV. And it shouldn't be, they shouldn't be wrestling a match like that with no type of feud or no type of heat attached to it. That's a match that you want to see. That's a feud that you want to see go on for a, a long amount of time and cu- culminate at a pay per view. You yeah. don't want to see a match like that on a random ass Raw. Like, come on now. But other than that, I like yeah. what Triple H is doing. I think mm-hmm. that the product has been a lot more watchable with Triple H in charge. And I'm going to continue to watch. I'm, I'm going to continue to tune in. I don't want Vince McMahon anywhere near this product. I'm sorry. Keep him away. He can go to AEW and maybe rewrite their stuff. Get them popping over there. But stay away from WWE, Vince. Vince, if you're listening, That'd be we done. Nuts. We done with you, brother. Hey, man. Shout out R.E. Emanuel, man. The back door is crazy. Are you Emmanuel doing the Lord's work, <laughs> man? He triple A, people laughed Yo. too. People laughed when Vince McMahon came back and sold the company. They're like, "Oh yeah, he's doing Triple H dirty." Little did they know, Triple H had a master plan, baby. He knew it was coming. He knew Vince was out of here. He did. Triple H is a is a wild boy, bro. He a wild boy. It's all about the game and how you play it. Hey, it was right there what in is, the lyrics. Triple H, he had cancer. What is Triple H? Nah, he's a Leo, bro. Somebody look that up. Is he he a Leo? Oh, he knew. <laughs> he <laughs> he a is Leo, a Leo. Bro. He knew. <laughs> he a Leo, bro. 
Yo, Leo. Triple H, man. You dirty dog. You oh, dirty, yeah. dirty dog. You dirty, dirty dog. My favorite, but, my favorite wrestler. <laughs> my favorite wrestler. But look, I will say this. Triple H, now that you got full creative control, please don't beat us over the head with Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Because look, we like them. We like them a lot. But we not trying to see 40-minute DIY matches every Raw. Come on, man. Don't do that to us. Please don't. Please don't. Do not. Do not. But I want to hear from y'all, man. How y'all feel about Triple H being in full creative control and, and Vince McMahon having zero input on the company that he pretty much created? Is this the right decision? Is this the wrong decision? And is this right morally? Is this is this foul? It's kind of foul, but at the same time, Vince McMahon has done so much wrong in this world that I don't care that it's foul. Get him out of here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now, Cooley. You know what time it is, brother. Take us on this rundown. What's going on in the world of wrestling? My brother, let us know. I'm on my Damian Lillard. It's time, man. Let's let's, let's get into it, man. Chicago made CM Punk. We back with the CM Punk news, baby. Now, this week, it was a lot of rumors, you know, going on around this guy's name. Well, Impact. (laughs) Yes, I said it. Impact Wrestling. Apparently, they made an offer to CM Punk. And, you know, apparently that offer is taking place in Chicago, October 21st. Now, do y'all think he's really going to take this deal? Or is it just a, you know, just a rumor that's going on around the world? Me I honestly think he is. No. You think so? Nah, man. Like, he going to be, like, a part of Impact? I don't think he's going to be a part of Impact like saying, officially, Colin? but I definitely think that he's going to appear at that Chicago show. No? Oh, just to, uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I think he's going to go to Survivor Series. That's just me. Uh, I think they're trying to, uh, you know, take us away from the from the rumors about him returning to WWE. Well, who knows? Who knows? It's Punk. Punk can do anything he wants. Who knows? I think it's both. I think it's both. I think he's going to pull up at Impact for a one-night off. You know, something really cool, simple. He might even do a match. I think he'll have a lot of fun. Um, but I also think he... I also, I don't really think he's pulling up at Survivor Series. I really what? don't. I, yeah, I don't. I think, I, think, I think WWE is really swerving us very hard. And they're going to te- keep teasing him. But then Survivor Series is going to come. He's not going to show up. And then we're going to all let our guard down and be like, oh, I guess that just is what it is. He's not pulling up. But then he's going to pull up at the Royal Rumble. And it's going to be like the best kept secret ever. And he's so going to pull question. up at number 30 or something and challenge for um, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That's what I really so feel. Question. So question. So I always, I've always believed that he was pulling up uh, at Survivor Series the day he got fired. Now, do you guys think that that was originally in the plan for him to return at Survivor Series until it got leaked? So they had to, you know backtrack and make some new moves or what i'm honestly starting to feel like it was never a plan i feel like wwe is playing into it because it's getting engagement and at the end of the day engagement is the name of the game Mm -hmm. if people are engaging then wwe is winning but i am honestly starting to believe that we were led astray i don't think cm punk is ever returning to wwe i think he wants to i think cm punk is open to it but I I'm starting to believe that Triple H and the brass above him are not cool with the idea of CM Punk in WWE. So I think we're setting ourselves up by expecting this to even happen. 
Like as Survivor Series, when CM Punk does not return, I want y'all to understand that you can't be mad at WWE. I don't want to see y'all tweeting. I don't want to see y'all screaming and yelling because WWE never said that CM Punk was returning. This is they might have teased like a couple things on TV, but at the end of the day, that's you got your hopes up for this. You the one who set yourself up to believe that CM Punk was coming. So don't be mad at them when he don't. We can't make that same mistake we did with Rock at Mania last well earlier nah. this year. Nah, CM, CM Punk is definitely returning back. Um, but it's definitely not going to be at Survivor Series. It's definitely going to be at the Rumble because um, we're counting on him returning at Survivor Series. We're counting on it. And um, it's just not it, – it's just like it's the huge swerve. I mean, bro, I already see it, man. Like I already see like – I see what they're doing. They did the same thing with Cody Rhodes, the exact same thing with Cody Rhodes. It's a little different. And except we, we knew that he was coming – except we knew he was coming back. And, and, and no, not even that. Remember when we were watching WrestleMania, we were kind of like, I don't really know if Cody Rhodes is really signed to WWE. Like I remember, Quan, I remember you and I were watching Mania together when he came back to Wrestle Seth. We were kind of like, I don't really know if he's back or not, mm-hmm. right? And they were doing, but they were doing all of these teases up until now. I don't think he's going to be at Survivor Series at all. I think that's the biggest swerve. I think they're gonna. They're going to bring back Orton. They're going to kind of flex us all, and they're going to let this stuff die down, and then they're not going to talk about it. They're going to stop teasing it, and then he's going to pop up at Rumble, and we're all going to go crazy. And I, and and let's just keep it a bean. If Punk signs back with WWE, only two, three people are going to know, bro. It's nobody else is going to know. It's the same yeah. thing with Cody. Only two or three people knew that he was really signed. Nobody else really knew that he was in that building until he popped up. Yeah, that's a fact. So, if any, if, even if CM Punk is talking to WWE right now, I promise the only people that knows about it is CM Punk, AJ Lee, Triple H, and maybe Vince McMahon or Ari Emanuel. And, but it's it's going to be kept super tight yep. if that does happen. But until then, hey, CM Punk to Impact, baby. Sheesh. CM Punk to Impact, bound for glory. Mm-hmm. Well, if it... Facts. If he's not come, if he's not returning at Survivor Series, guess who is is returning at Survivor Series? Randy Orton. Yes, mm-hmm. it has been. It's been revealed that there's plans of Randy Orton returning. I am happy about this. I have missed my dog. This is my guy, man. This is my guy. He's a part of you know technically our childhood, like technically, mm-hmm. because he came around when we was all in what high school. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So um, it sucks that Riddle is not here with us anymore. But you know. <laughs> Not really. It is what it is. <laughs> well, not nah, the, te- the RK bro was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was dope. It was. It was. But shout it out was. to Randy, yo. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, man. That. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. As much as I love Randy, I'm not that Uh-oh. excited. I'm not that excited, uh, man. I, I was. My heart was set on CM Punk. Unfortunately, I, I, I convinced myself that tri- that Triple H was gonna resign CM Punk, and now that I kind of feel like that's not the case. It seems like they're just gonna insert Orton in that in that space and expect us to like be excited about it. But honestly, a lot of people are just gonna be let down because Randy Orton is dope. He's a big deal, but we've seen Randy Orton in WWE for the last twenty years. We've been wanting to see Punk, so so not having Punk and having Orton is just like yo, this is dope. But like, okay, it's more of the same that we've been seeing. So I I got to be honest. I love Randy Orton, but I'm not excited. I'm not. I'm excited. Um, I'm I'm excited to see CM Punk against I me. Mean CM Punk. I'm excited to see Randy Orton against uh, some of the newer talent that is out. Like I want to see 
Randy Orton versus LA Knight. I want to see Randy. We still haven't hey. seen Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, by the way. That is Never. not going down. That's not the like Tribal Chief versus the Viper. We have not seen that. I know it's hard to think, but so, that, they have not crazy. crossed paths. It, they have not crossed paths at all. So that would be really fun. Um, I do kind of want to see Seth versus Randy again. I mean, sorry, Seth versus no, yeah, Seth, Seth versus Randy. I want to see that again with you know Rand, with um Seth b- being this new guy. Uh, we haven't seen those two cross paths. Um, and then I want to see uh Randy put over some new talent. And I know he's got about five, ten more years in him. So put over the next wave of talent and get on out of here, man. Start a faction. I would love to see another a new Randy faction. You know, get some of these younger guys and put them over. Like, you know, get back into that top space, man. Put some guys over. That'd be tight. I want to see something fresh. Randy's always. I want to see Randy and (laughs) AEW, man. I want to see Randy over there with with Edge Uh, and and Daniel. You just want you just want CM Punk back, and it's and we and you're disappointed. It's okay. We get it. It's just the same old thing. Like we love Randy Orton. Don't get me wrong, but we've been seeing Randy Orton for twenty years. Like. Give me something fresh and new, man. Randy Orton ain't fresh and new. Randy Orton is the same old, same old, same old shit. I'm sorry. It is. But shout out to Randy Orton. We hear legend. But, yeah, uh, legend. Yeah, legend, man. Shout out Give to him Randy a faction. Orton. Give him a new faction. I want to see a new, I want to see a new fan, a new Randy faction. And, and Lord knows we, we could use it. We could use a couple yeah. new guys getting put over with Randy. And yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, shout out to Randy, man. So now, according to Fightful, Jade Cargo's first WWE field will be Tamina. <laughs> um, Come on, man! Is that the right or wrong call, you guys? Um, listen, this is this is what I got to say. I know this is crazy because she's new, but I would have loved for her first her first uh, field would be against Charlotte Flair. That's just me. Like I feel like that would have been incredible, but it's probably too soon. She's not ready for that stage yet because you know Charlotte is a goat. The so, goat, you know he. The he goat. showed me the vision. He showed me the vision. Charlotte's the goat, man. Oh the my god, best, the best, one of the best wrestlers yeah. of all time. Like not, not, not women. One of the best wrestlers of all time. I didn't believe Nine. it at first, but Sylvan showed me the vision, man. She's insane. So, um, what do you guys think about this, man? Man, Jay Cargill's I'll first one looking one. <laughs> to Tamina, looking Tamina. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I, we we know what this Tamina. is. We 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 understand what this is. Jay Cargill has to come in strong, so she she has to she had to beat somebody down. And we've already used the the Natalia card too much. Everybody expected Natalia to be the first person that goes under Jay Cargill. Yeah. So might as well switch it up. Bring Tamina in. We haven't seen Tamina on TV. In a very long time, and Tamina is tough. She looks the part. She's a tough wrestler, so she'll she'll look good as she getting defeated by Jay Cargill. So I'm not mad at it, but I would have preferred to see something a little more exciting, like Charlotte Flair or even Nia Jax, or you know somebody somebody that we know is a threat and could actually beat Jay Cargill. <laughs> let's just be honest. Nobody thinks that Tamina is going to beat Jay Cargill. We know the result of this. We know it. This is like when a new guy comes in and they put the Miz in there with them. We already know what the result going to be. Um, what you got for me, Seven? This is smart. I think this is smart booking. I think that this is going to show how big and bad Jay Cargo really is. Even the people who do beat Tamina, it's not an easy feat. So if Jay Cargo could like squash Tamina, 
then this is just like whoa. Like anyone who's squashing Tamina is like that's that's nuts. Like I've you never see her manhandled like that. But it needs to be a squash. This doesn't need to be competitive. They don't need to be having like back and forths. You know, this leads to like some pay per view to get her over. It's like nah, this needs to be like a very short squash match. You know, maybe like like some challenge that happens at a major pay per view, and it's over in like two minutes. It needs to be that. Mm. And 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 from there, it kind of she kind of needs to be more protected. I think that. Jay Cargo is a big deal. And the problem is that she does need to be going against the Charlottes and the Becky Lynch's and the the Bianca Belairs. But they gotta find a way to not push the button too soon. But the problem is that you probably need to because she really is that much of an attraction. And you don't wanna like squander her not squander, but like you don't wanna waste too much time with Kate Jay Cargo doing what like I'm sorry, but what Nia Jax is doing, which is like going out squashing like a bunch of a bunch of people who are under my who who are not as competitive as her. It's like nah, right. we don't need that. We know she's that. So yeah, I'm not mad at it. Smart move. Well, shout out to Jay, man. I can't wait to see that. I can't wait for her actual in ring debut. Um, and I truly believe she's gonna have a great career over there at WWE, and will be one of the greats. She got a nice body too, by the way, man. She's like built of steel. It's kind of crazy, yo. Eric Bischoff said she was the female rock. I don't know, y'all. Oh, I don't know. About the female that. rock? Yeah. yeah Eric Bischoff said that. she thinks that <laughs> she can be the female rock. And I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yo, so, uh, yeah, shout out to Zay. That's crazy, <laughs> <Eric>. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of women. Our girl Rhea Ripley ranked number one on PWI's top 250. And I must say that this is the first time in a decade that none of the four horse women were top Ooh. 10. That's Sheesh. crazy. That's crazy. Now, shout out to Rhea. Um, I already said she's the future of the company. Um, she's doing her thing. Uh, and she she deserves it. Number one for sure. Yeah. No question. Definitely. Facts. She definitely, definitely. deserves it. Um, a lot of Facts. people were upset I've... about it because they're saying that she don't defend the title enough to really deserve the spot but i'm here to say who cares we don't care if she's defending the title every night as long as she's out there and presenting herself as a star and getting people to watch the show i'm all for it and i love that they're presenting her now as the leader of judgment day she's not just a member she's the leader now and i'm I'm all for it man shout out to rhea ripley she got a long career ahead of her because she's only 27 i did not realize that rhea ripley was this young she got like Decades left in this business. Yeah. She's gonna be one of the greatest ever when she retires. That's MJF age, uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> she's MJF's age, yo. Like she's young, so she got a big future ahead of her. Best women's wrestler out right now. I'm sorry, but she is. I'm not mad at her being number one ranked on yes. PWIs. Yes, top two fifty or top three hundred, whatever it is. Yeah, Shasi Rhea. You already know how I feel about Rhea Ripley, man. Um, best out here one of the best out here period um i don't have any qualms about rhea ripley's title reign uh i think it's i think her title reign is more of a reflection of how wwe has been treating the women's division as a whole it's a little bit fragmented to me uh but it seems like they're getting it together see i think hunter's really pu- pulling it together so shots to you rhea keep killing it you got your whole Shout life ready, rhea, man, man. Hopefully she can come on the pod one of these days, man. Shout out to Rhea. That's crazy. 
That'd be That'd insane. Be crazy, now, man, this next topic is a heartbreaker, man. Um, Sting has finally announced his retirement from wrestling. It, oh, man, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to watch. Um, so his last match will be at AEW Revolution 2024. Um, it, it was just a shame seeing him announce such a, a pivotal moment of his career in front of like 200 people. <laughs> no, <laughs> talk it. No, like, talk that talk, Cooley. No. Talk that talk. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I wish I had gunshots nah. right now. Yeah, talk that talk. Nah, like, it was so sad. Like, it's like seeing this legend, Sting. We're talking about Sting announcing his, announcing his retirement and the camera shoots to the crowd and it's like, empty chairs like empty and it's like it seemed like he just in a in a college lunchroom yo like it's like what is going on here he deserves way better than that y'all like Sting is a goat man like that that was sad to see that was sad to see i really think that AEW need to book smaller venues yo because that's not cool it's not cool man not sting man What's cool, you on? foul, man. You didn't have but to bring up the audience, bro. Nah, you, didn't, you didn't have Cooley to do that. Come is on, telling bro. the truth. That picture, the truth. That picture is it instilled stings. in my head, yo. Like it's like, yo, this is Sting, yo. Mm-hmm. And it stings. <laughs> no pun intended, man. But like, yo, that's crazy, yo. He was out Shout there like, Sting, um, <laughs> he was out He's there like goat. Will Smith on the the series finale of Fresh Prince when he just standing in the house <laughs> by himself, like, where everybody at? But um, that's good cold. career, man. Oh, Legendary career. Love Sting. Love Sting to death. Um, it was time, man. It was time. It's a shame that we'll never get Undertaker versus Sting. That was the match that we all grew up wanting to see, and man. both guys are now retired, and we're never gonna get it. So that sucks. That sucks. But shout out to Sting, and I hope this match is against Darby Allen because he's been managing him for a while. Might as well put him over on the way out. Yeah. Jeez. Um, man, Sting, legend, true legend, stuck to your morals. You even got to still have those WWE moments, which, you know, I'm really happy for you for. Um, I mean, what more can I say about your career, man? And the fact that you could still go at this age, 67, I think, 68. Yeah. I mean, man, come uh, on, bro. Like, oof. yeah, isn't it 67? I think. Um, oh, let me see. Seven? Cause it's showing the singer, he's sixty four. Sixty four. He's sixty four. So the fact that you can still go at sixty four <laughs> is gone? really nuts. It's really nuts. I mean, but I mean, look. As far as I'm concerned, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm really happy for you. Uh, I actually am glad that you're retiring at AEW. Um, of course, I think it would be great for you to retire at WWE, but ultimately, you did your time there and. Man, you were very impactful to the fabric of AEW, and I think it's no better way for you to go out than at the four-year anniversary of when you debuted, or three-year, three-year anniversary of when you debuted. So, thank you for everything, man. We don't need anything else from you. You gave us more than we could have asked for. He gave us WWE, WCW, Impact. He gave us a lot of a lot of classic moments. Yeah, bro. He even gave us a classic with AJ Styles back in '09 on Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, big classic. Was, was it Bound, Bound to Glory or something like that? Mm-hmm. Bound for that glory. was a classic. He gave us some classics, man. He got yeah, man. He got one with Cactus Jack. I think that was like in ninety three. 
Oh, I'll tell you what like wasn't classic, though. Shout out to That match with Hulk Hogan, man. That definitely wasn't the classic. That shit was terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, nothing my with, God. Nothing with Hulk Hogan is a classic, so. Nothing just, at all. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Shout out to Sting, man. Shout out to Sting. Now, uh, the last topic I will talk about is Tony Khan. Yes, I said it. Tony Khan. He is back in the news. Um, he is alleging that WWE tampered with two contracted talent while his mother was sick in the hospital. We now know who those two were, which was William Regal and Swerve Strickland. You guys, what is going on in the brain of Tony Khan? Is he like, is he, is he still crashing out? Is he still angry about (laughs) something? What is this story? Look, man, Tony Khan is, trying to and shout out to tony khan's mom i hope she's doing okay because you know when your mom's in the hospital that's a serious thing so definitely prayers to her but um tony khan is definitely using this to grab sympathy over that fact that you know nxt defeated dynamite the other week like you don't have to bring your mom into a situation Mm -hmm. like this contract tampering it sucks but it's a part of the game like the day after edge's contract ended with wwe he showed up in AEW. like literally the next day you're telling me that you had no contact with him before that time? Like, obviously, y'all tampered, too. Contract tampering is just a part of this yeah. world. So, Tony Khan, sorry. And Swerve Strickland, I love Swerve Strickland, but he kind of he kind of wild for running to Tony Khan and telling them that, you know, they, WWE was contacting him. He didn't have to do all that. If you want to turn him down, just turn him down. Why are you going to run to the boss and tell him all? Like, come on, bro. Come on, Swerve. We black. We don't do that. We don't do that over here, Swerve. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Come on, Swerve. Yeah, man. What you got, Seven? <laughs> Yo, shouts to Tony Khan's mother, man. You know? Like, shouts <laughs> to her. Hope she pulls through. Never, never wish any ill on anybody, man. With that being said, yo, this ain't personal, Tony. Like, it's not personal. Nobody was thinking about your mother being on bed rest and saying, you know what? I'm going to tamper with this contract because this is what's going on with Tony Khan's mother. Nobody's thinking about you in that capacity, bro. Like, you get, get over yourself. Like, get over yourself, bro. Like, it's not that deep. It will never be that deep. You know why it won't be that deep? Because this has always been a one-sided war with you. You are fighting a you are remember that meme of somebody yelling at a brick? That's you in WWE. <laughs> you were just yelling at a brick wall, making up stories about how things are directly targeted at you to gain sympathy for yourself. When in reality, you're just playing a billionaire's game, bro. It just is what it is. You're a billionaire fighting with another billionaire. And and except your company isn't a billion dollar company. So I I just think Tony, Tony, man, like I I think you're in for. Don't say it. I just want I want you to do better, bro. I want you to do better, bro. I want you to do better, bro, because. I, I just I see you and I just see a 40 year old billionaire billionaire son who wants something to work out really bad and wants to be bigger than your competition. And you don't know what that really takes because you ain't really got the heart to do it. And I hate that I feel that way. 
Yikes. Right. It is you what it is. You got the heart, man. man. You ain't got the heart, bro. I just playing Bill. You just playing wrestling. You just playing wrestling going there, man. So, but before before I get out of here with my rundown, I do want to give a shout out to Kofi Kingston. Um, he's Woo! doing incredible things. He's doing incredible things for his country out there in Ghana. Uh, he opened up a library and a digital center, you know, for the youth out there, laptops, schooling, and all that. So, yo, shout out Kofi, man. That's dope. Big Kofi, man. Yeah, Come on, big bro. Shout out. Congratulations, Kofi. Kofi. That's no, that it's is a blessing. No small feet, dog. Big shout out to Kofi yeah. Kingston. Well, that's it. For it's funny down. that you mentioned that. It's funny that you mentioned Kofi Kingston because it's time for the Black Wrestler of the Week. Because you know, on this podcast, we like to give our flowers to Black wrestlers, both past and present. And honestly, when I came in here, I wanted to give it to Kofi Kingston because Kofi Kingston opening up a, a library in Ghana—that's super ill. That's super dope. But yeah. I had to rethink it a little bit because um, when I came up with this whole Black Wrestler of the Week. Um, concept. I kind of wanted wanted it to be meant for black wrestlers of the present that are kind of underlooked or overlooked, and I kind of wanted it to be for black wrestlers of the past who really never got the flowers that they deserved. And honestly, we all love Kofi Kingston. We show mad love to Kofi Kingston all the time. Kofi Kingston is one of the most loved wrestlers in the world, so he is definitely appreciated. I want to use this time to give my flowers to a guy we've kind of forgotten over the years, a man named Primetime Elix Skipper. Primetime began his career Bro. in WCW. Quad. <laughs> Don't tell me you had the same one. Don't tell me you had the same one, Cooley. <laughs> Bro, yes. I swear. I swear. Wow. Nick, oh, my God. Insane. I wish I could show you this picture. That is insane. Bro. That, is, that is absolutely insane. Bro, Look, he has. He has. He has one of my favorite spots of all time, bro, at, mm-hmm. on TNA. I'll, well, I'll oh get into it. God. I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into it. Look, primetime Elix Skipper <laughs> began his career in WCW as a member of Team Canada, Lance Storm's faction, Team Canada. He was one of the very first people to make the jump from professional football in the CFL over to pro wrestling. But primetime Elix Skipper didn't really get popping like that until TNA. Once he got to TNA, he was a member of a faction with um, Christopher Daniels and Low-Key called Triple X. And Christopher Daniels, um, excuse me, Primetime Elix Skipper was responsible for one of the most incredible spots that you'll ever see. This is probably the spot that Jay Cooley is referring to. When he walked the top of a cage at lockdown and did a hurricane rana on Chris Harris from the top of the cage. Like he literally typed, if you're out there, make sure you search this highlight Bro. he literally tightrope walked the top of the cage and hit a hurricane rana on chris harris one of the most incredible spots you'll ever see that happened in what like 2009 or like 2010 it was early in the 2000s and we still talk about that clip today yeah. like that clip still lives today but the main reason i wanted to give it to primetime either skipper is because i feel like he's in that too cold scorpio realm where he is very innovative and what he was doing at the time, a lot of people kind of adopted what he was doing and do it now. So it's the norm t- for us now. But before primetime Elis Skipper, a lot of these people weren't doing these moves. He was very innovative. And I feel like that gets lost over over time. Like people don't really give primetime the, the respect and the flowers that he deserves. So honestly, I hope somehow, some way primetime Elis Skipper finds this clip and he realizes that, you know, he is appreciated because he definitely is over here. We love you, primetime. Hope you're doing well. We haven't seen you in a while. Pop up. Say hi, man. 
let us know that you're doing well because we haven't seen you in so long. And, you know, we love you. We love you over here. So shout out to Primetime Elite Skipper. That's my nomination. But, Sylvan, who you got? And and also, also I want to, I want to include, um, he had stepped away from wrestling because his son had got killed. And he said his heart Sheesh, wasn't in it no more. Whoa. Yeah, he said his heart wasn't in it no more. That. So he just never came back. Yeah. Sheesh, that's wild. Wow. Bro. I didn't know either. Yeah, his son that's got wild, killed like in 09. He was Damn, like, I'm that's done. crazy, like, bro. Yeah. Bruh. Shout out to Prime. That's time, crazy. Man. That is insane. What are the odds that we both come in here with Prime Time? I have that, bro. bro. I ha- I have that picture. <laughs> I have that picture on my computer, bro. <laughs> that is so crazy. That That's is so crazy. crazy, bro. And this is not a name you hear often in wrestling. Like like I said, like people kind of forgot about Prime Time, and he was so innovative. Like he was doing stuff that people are doing now back then. And it's like, man. That's crazy. Yo. Shout out to Primetime, man. Primetime. All right, man. Well, <clears throat> you know, I'm giving my black wrestler of the week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know y'all laughing because I already told y'all, but... <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> Let's get it. Man. Hey, look, man. I want... <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm giving my black wrestler of the week to a very underappreciated big man. Uh-huh. God rest in peace. I'm talking about one of the originators of big men in general, but also one of the first big black men um, in wrestling that really held it down. And he's no other than the one and only Viscera. Now, Viscera doesn't get <laughs> Viscera doesn't get a lot of respect or a lot of love. You know, Nelson Frazier, my guy, uh, definitely is one of the most impactful big men in wrestling. Um, me growing up, when I first tuned into wrestling at, at at any given point, my fondest memories were watching the Ministry of Darkness and seeing Viscera pop up in this big old black spandex shiny suit with context eyes and black teeth and a mohawk just looking like the scariest most insane character villain ever man and um he doesn't get enough respect he doesn't get enough um he doesn't get enough dues and before he was visceral he was mabel and Mm -hmm. in the wwf from 1993 to 1996 king of the ring winner you know especially at a time you know those golden era ages where it just really wasn't great um, I felt like his presence, him being a main eventer, we don't talk about it enough. And a big part of the reason why we don't talk about it enough is because, once again, he was a main eventing and was a big draw at a time where WWF wasn't really the most popping thing ever. And um, mm-hmm. I just feel like when it comes down to big black wrestlers, we don't talk about Viscera enough. Um, so I want to give my black wrestler of the week to a WWF Attitude Era legend, Mabel. Nelson Frazier, Viscera, my guy. And shout out, shout out to the Big Daddy V gimmick too. Y'all remember shout that? Viscera, he was man. like humping people in the ring. Yeah, now. Big you Daddy V. Yeah, he was wearing that, pajamas that was to the ring time. and wow. just like humping people. <laughs> hey, it was fire though. I was in. I yeah, was in. it was shout very. Uh, v, man. I wasn't in. I, I like. I like purposefully like didn't include that. I was just like, ah, let me get the ring. You know, but 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 still, but still, you know what I mean. Big Daddy you know, V. And, he was really humping people. Yeah, man. It was <laughs> like really just like bang. He was yeah. like on yeah, that was crazy. I can't hey Vince McMahon, bro. Vince McMahon. <laughs> but shout out to Viscera, man. Yeah, man. 
Cooley. Shout out to Vince Rude, man. man. He was also a hardcore champion, man. Right before, yeah. right before he left, and tag team champions too, right? In like the in the uh, early nineties yep. with uh, who was it with again? Well, um, ah, uh, they. I know it. I know they were God, um. Again, uh, but what are they called? Men on the mission or boys <sighs> and boys on the mission or something? Yeah, and they had like something. a rap. Then they, uh. they have like a rapping manager or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. They had a manager <laughs> like, that rap that? or something like that. It was like very yeah. short lived. <laughs> Bro, I don't know what that was uh, at all, but. It was a I thing, forgot. though. Yeah. Whoo, that's a that's a tough decision to make, man. My guy, prime time and viscera, hump, <laughs> and he died so young, man. That's that's such a that's such a shame. Dog was only forty three, dog. Like, yeah, God, man. Damn. It's tough, bro. It's tough, man. man. R.I.P. Man, true legend. R.I.P. Man. Well, Quan won this round, y'all. Yeah, because you up. know, hey, shout out. Prime time. Prime time's a great it's, choice, though, man. Bro, that's, that's a that's a fire crazy, choice. Bro. Like I would have paid prime time. Crazy, bro. Come on, man. Like people, he doesn't get his flowers enough. It's like he's an unsung hero in this wrestling world. Um, but yeah, that that spot, I have, I literally have that picture on my computer. Like it's a classic picture. It was a classic spot. Oh, man, what a great dude, man. And um, hope he's doing great in life. You know, wherever he's at. And Facts. Continue to heal, like, you know. Yeah, like yeah. I said, man, time, super, skipper. super innovative, man. Like this dude, you gotta understand. This dude was doing the stuff that these new AEW guys, these PWG, he was doing the stuff that they're doing now. Back then, he was like the originator of a lot, Facts. and that's why I like to yeah. I like to say him and Two Cold Scorpio are two of like the black unsung heroes. They innovated a lot of what you see today, and they don't get the credit for it. If, it, if there yeah. was no primetime either skipper, there's no AJ Styles. There's no Kenny Omega. There's no none of these yeah. guys. Primetime walks so they can run. So shout out to primetime either skipper. I hope he finds this clip yep. somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. So I want him to know that he is appreciated in this wrestling world still. Now, I heard, um, I, I, I heard I heard I heard Chris Harris was like kind of hesitant with the spot at first because he was like, that looked kind of dangerous. Like, ooh, ooh. and he, he went along with it. And then when it was in action, he seen Skipper almost fail. He was like, oh, I don't know. We're going to do this. But out of nowhere, he was like, whoo, whoo, whoo. I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, I heard that was a crazy story, man. That was an, a, story, a very man. dangerous spot. I'm glad nobody else has done that because Jesus. that that's, that was scary to watch. I was like in my living room going crazy. Yeah, he almost tripped. That for the first time. Yeah, like halfway across, he started leaning. I'm like, oh, no, is he going to do it? But he did it. Shout out to Primetime, man. Shout out, and shout out to Viscera, too. We love you, Viscera. Fellas, you know what time it is. Black Wrestler of the Week is always immediately followed by something a little more dark, a little dirtier. The Pack 'em Up Awards, baby. This week, I got to pack up Y2J Chris Jericho. I'm sorry, but Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, man. Stop being a sore loser. I know AEW Dynamite lost to NXT and it hurt your soul. But, bro, CM, I would say CM Punk. John Cena was on that show. Cody Rhodes was on that show. Oscar was on that show. Paul Heyman was on that show. LA Knight was on that show. Clearly, WWE stacked the deck so they can win. Just live with it and move on. The best thing to do in situations like this where you suffer a loss is to just, you know, Brush it off and move on to the next show. Don't even acknowledge that loss because you know what? Everybody loses at some point. I've lost a million times. I'm sure my boy Sylvan has lost. 
Cooley, he definitely took a couple of L's. Know what I'm saying? But you know what? We ain't cry about it. We ain't cry over spilt milk. We poured another cup and we moved on. So Chris Jericho, please stop commenting about this loss. Stop saying that WWE was playing dirty. Like, just stop. Just stop all of it. Move on. Be the man that you are because you're one of the greatest of all time. Let's just get it popping. Stop crying. Stop crying, Y2J. Look, man. Jeez. I mean, look, you know, I got to follow Quan on this one, man. I'm packing up Chris Jericho. Look, Chris, I know this is personal for you because there's somebody that you really love that's running NXT. Let's keep it a beam. HBK. We know your obsession with your favorite wrestler of all time, and we know that you have a real vendetta against him, and that's okay. But uh, look, man, like you don't have to you don't have to talk big and bad for us, bro. Like, don't get it twisted. We still know you for being on the other side. All right. Like right. we that our fondest memories are of you over there. Now you did a couple cool things over at AEW, but your run over these past five years has not been nearly as impressive as anything that you've done in WWE or WCW for that matter. Let's just keep it a, st- a beanstalk. All right. So I, I, I love you, Chris, you know, but don't be a sore loser, brother. Like take your losses and keep it pushing. That's all I got for me. Damn, I don't packing know who Cooley. I'm packing up, y'all. You packing. Jer- you Jericho pack really my bro. guy, man. You know what I'm saying? I love Chris I'm packing up Tony. Uh, look, I'm packing up Tony Khan. F it. Since we're talking about crying. Yeah. Since we're talking about crying and complaining, he did the same thing. He brought up the mm-hmm. contracts and all that because, you know, he's a sore loser because he lost. And also, Who's... who books the venues? <laughs> Is it Tony or? Who, who, I don't know. Who books the venues? Cooley. Cooley is really mad about these. I'm venues, packing man. up the Booker, <laughs> bro. I'm packing up the Booker. I'm packing up the AEW Booker. Whoever's the Booker, I'm packing you up because we literally could have saved this announcement for full gear. The crowd would have been, you know, incredible. You know what? Why? Why are we yeah, doing it at real. a liquor store? What's what's going on? A <laughs> uh, liquor store is crazy. Oh my wow. god! Wow. That's we should have did it at full gear. We should have did it at full gear, bro. Fast he deserved. Right. He deserved full gear, man. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. Like no, no, random on, I'm packing. The AEW Booker is getting packed up. I'm sorry. Yo, I was. I will say this though. The, um, AEW be hiding that 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 audience very well on TV because when you watch on TV, it look like them stadiums be full. They be looking packed. But then the pictures come yeah. out and it's like, yo, this shit is half empty on one side. <laughs> it's insane, CGI. man. <laughs> Hey, they better use AI. Mm-hmm. Use AI to put some people in that audience, man. Cause it's it be looking bad. Yeah, man. They have my boy Sting standing. They need out to go there to the OG alone. Raw days, man. What you mean? Go back to the OG Raw days, man. Go back to remember when Raw first debuted and those those venues were like what seven hundred, eight hundred venue. Yeah, they were small. Uh, they were small, bro. Like go down a yeah. go down to two thousand, three thousand person venues, man. Fifteen hundred, like. And then, you know, make your pay-per-views arenas so it can feel like a real event. Like, y'all, y'all are doing good on your PPVs. Sort of. Not really. But Yo, put get some on. new territories, too, man. Y'all can't go to <laughs> Chicago every day. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. AEW need to start running shows in the Impact Zone at Universal Studios. <laughs> hey, go to Full Sail, man. I wouldn't be mad at it. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, nah, bro. Nah, like, nah, run nah. it up. But yeah, those pictures, I'm, those pictures be hurting my heart because I know it, 
I AEW is doing their thing. Like these shows have been great, but when those when those pictures of the audience comes out and it's like half empty, like like seeing Edge standing in that ring cutting a promo to a half empty arena is like crazy. Damn. Damn. And Edge don't care about that, man. Like he, Edge is living his best life. He's like, bro, I've been in WWE for twenty years. I'm just here to wrestle my best friends and like you know enjoy this while you know before I retire. Like he don't care about competing, so. Right, right, right. Yeah, but shout man, out to yeah, Edge, man. Shout out to Figure Edge. it out, Tony. Well, fellas, y'all know, you know what, you know what I really think the issue is and why the AEW is having these like terrible turnouts as far as their audience goes. I'm gonna tell you why. I honestly think that you gotta tune in to the next episode to find out why, because I can't give you that right now because we out of time. We out of here, <laughs> baby. This has been wrestling with the homies. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe and turn those notifications on so you can get notified when we go live. We out of here. Peace.